Hey everybody, I am back and this time I am going to be discussing The Handmaid's Tale Season 4. Now, I haven't done a review on that um, on this particular platform. I have done it on other platforms and I've talked to other groups and I'll probably be talking to one of my friends on um, YouTube um, after she sees the first episode. So let me just say this, The Handmaid's Tale is back and... If you've never watched it before, go back to season one. You know, don't start with season four because it is a continuation story. With this, with this season, I, we have June and many of the other handmaids on the run. Okay, you know, last season it ended. Um, they freed eighty-six of eighty-six children, and I forget how many Marthas were. Fourteen Marthas, eighty-six children. I forget the exact number. I know eighty-six children were freed which is a no-no in Gilead, you know, that could potentially start a war. So this whole episode is about June rising up and becoming the leader that she always has been since being in Gilead. You know, she always went against the grain. She always tried to find a way out so that she could save really her children. And she could have had a chance to leave last episode. I mean, last, yeah, the last episode, she could have left, but she saved one of her daughters, but she still has another daughter left in Gilead. And um, at this point, I'm sure that, that that young lady is probably a teenager or something. And so she wants to get her other daughter out as well. Now, I don't know if she's going to be able to find her. We only on episode one. And, you know, June got shot. She got shot. The handmaids did what they could, you know, to try to get the, I guess, the, the bullet out and try to save her. She's lost a lot of blood. So we see them on this whole, um, they find the Mayday crew or whoever, and they're taking them to a different destination site um, so that they could, I guess, get things together really to prepare for the war that's getting ready to happen. That's really what it is. But it's a temporary spot for freedom. You know, they're on this site and they are, we encounter some new characters, Mrs. Keys. And Mrs. Keys is the wife of a commander there. And she is probably no more than 14 or 15 years old. She's a very young girl. And this is kind of like the pseudo daughter to June, if you will. They develop this relationship. And Mrs. Keys, even though we see her as, you know, a commander's wife, at such a young age, she looks up to June. She is um, in awe of June. She's heard of June and she's really in awe of her. But she also, at points in time, she lets it be known and reminds us. We have this constant reminder, especially with her wearing her wife's outfit, that she is she is of a higher echelon than the other ladies there who are in these... Um, They've taken off their red, the handmaids, and they kind of look all like Martha's, if you will. Um, so, you know, they're doing everything they can to help June because, you know, June has developed septus. Um, they have all these. It's so interesting how they're making penicillin out of, you know, rotten fruit. They have all these different home remedies to help deal with um, infection and uh, I forget the whatever they use, some type of salve to kind of deal with addressing the wound externally. It's just amazing how the most, you know, when you're in the most primitive settings, 
how you can make something out of seemingly nothing, like all the sources, resources around you can become something of, you know, something that could ultimately help you move forward and live. I mean, it's it's amazing um, how these women have this knowledge and are, you know, they're in this state of, we got to, you know, we need our freedom. We need to get out. We got to, you know, we, at first they wanted to fight, but now they get to this farmland and they're enjoying their freedom. They're becoming really relaxed in this environment of they don't have to be under the command of commanders, if you will, even though it still exists there. You know, you're seeing the, you know, uh, uh, all the ladies who were handmaids dressed in Martha's gear. You have the, the obvious Mrs. Keys, who is the wife. We finally do see her commander, whatever his name is, and he's very old. and we see the soldiers, the guardians around. We're still seeing the makings of Gilead and all of what Gilead still stands for in these scenes. You know, it's not like they've disappeared. It's not like they're in the, you know, total, total freedom. They still are, they're, they're freer than what they have been, but they're still under the rules and regulations somewhat of Gilead. And that's kind of interesting under these circumstances and what they're trying to do. Um, you know, these women are, you know, they, they, they are, they have been brutally raped. They have been mentally and physically abused and they need an outlet for their rage and for their, uh, the abuse they've gone under and the, the things that they've just seen and had to endure, um, it's 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 amazing how they get into this world and they have a, we see June watching them enjoying these moments of freedom and one of the handmaids you know even tells June look this may be our only freedom that we're gonna get this might be it like you know there's like a complacency developing like we we can move around as we feel we, you know they feel like this is it they're not as I can tell, not as excited about moving any further. They think they found happiness. And June at a point kind of feels that way, but then also remembers due to Mrs. Keys, the child, talking to June and letting her know, hey, we have to fight. That's what you're here for. You're here to fight. And we're not giving up. You know, she wants to fight. And she also tells June about what she's gone through as a wife, which is unusual in Gilead. You know, the wives do not have sex with their husbands. Uh, that's what the handmaids are for. The handmaids are there for procreation purposes only. And the wives take on the motherhood once the handmaid has the baby, right? Because most of the husbands or the commanders are sterile, you know, but they won't admit to that. Unfortunately, this child has been passed around um, her commander has had, you know, issues with impotence. So what he did was pass her around to all the different guardians. And she's been brutally raped repeatedly. And this reminds June, you know, I can't be complacent. I can't get here and feel like the fight is done because it's not done. All right. So let me take a step back from June and the handmaids and get back into Canada. Because it actually starts out with Commander Waterford and Mrs. Waterford. You know, they're in jail in Canada. They've been captive. Um, thanks to um, uh, Mrs. Waterford, you know, setting Commander Waterford up. 
and they are, you know, they feel like, you know, like they, of course, like they've done nothing wrong. Um, you know, they're looking haggard, <laughs> totally different than what they used to live in Gilead. They're getting, a, they're getting a taste a little bit of their own medicine. So they were supposed to be, I guess, meeting with their attorneys respectively, and things have changed. Um, you know, the guy who was the, I think he's a reporter. The one that was talking to Mrs. Waterford, I think he's a reporter. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure about that, but he was the one that was, remember last season, him and, you know, he actually liked Mrs. Waterford and he wanted to keep in communication with her and he wanted her to leave and start her new life and she wouldn't do it initially. But I guess after she got her finger cut off and just really, really come to the brutal realization that life in Gilead is not for her. And even though she helped build this life, it wasn't exactly what she expected. Things for her didn't turn out the way she thought it would. So ultimately she betrayed her husband, which, you know, it's another story. And then she gets arrested and all of that. Um, he tells both of them that June was responsible for having those Martha's escape with 86 children, that she was the leader. At least that's what they're speculating from all accounts that they have been receiving. And of course, you know, they're shocked. And Mr. Waterford, also known as Fred, he's like, they're going to kill her when they find her. Yeah, of course they are. Of course they are. They're going to kill her. You know, it's just, I mean, you know, and I'm going to do an early prediction. I don't think if this is the last season, if, if this is the last season, I don't think June's going to survive. I think that once her daughter gets out, I think June's going to die. And I, I think that she will live to see her daughter get out. I even believe that she will get and make it to Canada. But I don't think she's going to live that long. I think she'll live to see the freedom and see her both her children to be free. But she herself would not get a chance to live that free. I don't think she is. Given all that she's going through, I don't think that she's going to sustain she's going to be able to, I don't think she's going to live, but if she does live great, but I just think that we're leading, we're seeing things leading up to her ultimate demise, even though it seems like at right now with her being shot and having dealing with septus and all the infection, and all of that. Um, I don't think she's going to die yet, obviously, but at the end, I think it will be, we'll see her come to her end, realizing her goal and then succumbing. That's what I think is going to happen. But anyway, let's move forward. So then we get, um, oh my God, what is her name? The aunt. Um, oh, I forgot the aunt's name, but you know the one who trains all the handmaids, right? Aunt, um, is it Lydia? I think her name's Aunt Lydia. Child, this woman, she gets put in her place, okay? Because Aunt Lydia really believes she's right on par with the man, honey. She's right there with them. That's what she thinks. So she's at the council meeting with all the commanders. And they're giving her a reprieve because they said that she was weakened due to, uh, you know, she was um, fell down. You know, she got into a fight with one of the um, handmaids and she got stabbed and all of that so that she wasn't as strong as she normally is. And she's insulted by hearing this, even though they're saying that they're putting the responsibility and onus on her for these these um, handmaids getting out and for the children escaping. They're kind of putting the blame on her. 
sort of, but because she's responsible for training them and they're under her supervision. <laughs> but they give her a pass because, you know, she's been injured. So they figure she's weaker. And she had to let them know in so many words that she wasn't and that June is June, uh, whatever, is responsible and that she's going to, once she gets June or they capture June to bring her to her, bring June to her so that she can put her on the wall and, you know, kill June. I mean, I, I, you know, she just, when this scene, we're seeing that once again, she's reminded, that was the purpose of the scene. She's reminded of her place. Gilead is about the men are in total control. She walks around like she owns everything. She walking around like she is the head girl in charge. And she really isn't. They have to, you know, she gets to a certain point. They always let her know you're not what you think you are. You're not on par. You're not on the same level as us. I don't care how much so-called freedom you think you have. And Lydia's character is so interesting because she's really devout Gilead follower. She's all into the followings of this dystopian society. And the reason being is, you know, the hurt that she dealt with it. You know, she... Last season, we got a chance to see Lydia in her life, a little bit of her life. She was a teacher and she had a fondness for, I think, the principal of the school that she taught at. And they dated and, you know, she wanted to have intimacy with this man. And um, he didn't really want her in that particular manner. That blew her ego in addition to... You know, um, there were some issues that were happening at the school and he put the blame on her, which it really wasn't her. So her thinking as far as men are concerned, she's been disappointed and mistreated by men and not considered to be a beautiful woman, a sexual woman or anything of that nature. So she developed this very sordid view of what the world should be like, interestingly enough, despite the, being at the hands, being disappointed at the hands of men, she got this strange thinking on how the world should run. It's it's amazing. You have to watch last season to get more into the detail of her story, but she's she's a very, all these people are twisted in the head. It's They're all twisted. But again, so she's on the lookout trying to find June. Um, we also see June really trying to, I think she's trying to reaffirm her purpose and the fight that she's under and trying to push through because she has to be so strong under these conditions because she's the one forward thinking. These other folks, the other handmaids, they're not very forward thinking. They are followers. And she's always took the lead on everything. Um, so I think with this episode, we, you know, I think June has finally understood her position. If it wasn't clear before, it's clear now. Um, let's go to Commander Lawrence. Now he's in jail. I'm surprised they haven't killed him as of yet. And we see Nick, who I didn't trust Nick and I'm not seeing what, what's going on with Nick. I'm not understanding his position because he's treating Commander Lawrence 
like the prisoner he is, you know, because Commander Lawrence helped out with this situation that happened with all the kids gone. So he's acting as though, on the one hand, that he's trying to punish Commander Lawrence, but on the other hand, that he admires him. His position is really unclear, and I don't trust Nick at this point, so I'm not sure what to think of Nick. Um, yeah, I don't know what Nick's position is, and I'm not really 100% buying it, what he's doing at the moment. It just doesn't, it's not clear. And I'm not sure if they're going to kill Commander Lawrence. I'm waiting to see what happens, what his fate's going to be, because they want him to be a consultant with the council. After what he's done, I don't know how he's going to get forgiveness, but you have to also remember Commander Lawrence is one of the architects of the Gilead. So maybe they're giving him some reverence because of that. It's still unclear. So I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen with him moving forward. I don't think he's going to make it past the first. If he gets past the first four episodes, we'll see. Because I don't think he's going to make it. I think they're going to get rid of him. And he's already had predicted his own death. Um, last season, he predicted his own death. So I think that was foreshadowing as to what is to come for him. So that's really all of this episode. Um, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I really was pissed off at June last season, but I get what she's trying to do. I think <laughs> trying to find her daughter, trying to, you know, forge this fight. We're going to see what's going to happen. I will keep you guys posted. I think the first four episodes are now available on Hulu. So. I will be coming back here with a few more, you know, follow-ups and follow-ups and follow-ups, at least for right now. Um, later on today, I will do episode two. Talk to you guys later.